0: Circa 1990, it's your boy Yvonne. And I'm Ladante. We are the founders and managing partners of New Age Capital, an early stage venture capital firm investing in dope tech startups
1: founded and led by Black and Latino entrepreneurs. We've known each other for mm, 10 years now, and over the last decade, we've made it through college, we turned up, we traveled, survived corporate America, and started a couple companies together, ultimately leading us to where we are today. New Age Capital is the culmination of our passion for entrepreneurship,
0: coupled with our deep frustration with the lack of venture capital invested in Black and Latino communities. Also, there was really no venture brand out there that connected with us on the cultural and interpersonal level. So we decided to create something dope that was authentic to our
1: lifestyles. Little did we know, raising a fund is hard as
0: No, but seriously though, raising a fund? It's hard as f-
1: But we still out here though. So on our journey to build a new age capital, we decided to highlight some of the amazing entrepreneurs we met along the way. This is Chopping It Up.
0: Today, we're talking to Isosa Ejedo. Isosa is the co-founder and president of Cosign, an app that allows users to tag products and social content and get paid when those tagged items are purchased. ESOSA is also the co-founder of Black Women Talk Tech, a collective of Black Women Tech founders whose mission is to encourage and support Black women in building the next billion-dollar businesses. Black Women Talk Tech hosts an annual conference specifically for Black Women founders. There are panel discussions, fireside chats, a pitch competition, and a room full of like-minded individuals focused on building world-changing companies. While this is all great, however, the struggle for black women in tech is as real as ever. More and more black women in America and around the globe are starting companies. In fact, black women are the fastest growing group of entrepreneurs in the US. However, they aren't receiving the necessary resources and support to be successful. Specifically in terms of tech startups and venture capital, black women receive less than 0.4% of venture capital dollars in any year. Due to the VC industry's lack of networks and desire to build relationships, these founders are vastly overlooked and underfunded. Nevertheless, there are plenty of black women entrepreneurs creating immense value with their companies, like Karen Young, founder and CEO of WeShave, Kobe Wu, founder and CEO of VizalWall, and Candice Mitchell, co-founder and CEO of Myvon. Still, the road is tough, so let's chat with Isosa to get her perspective on what needs to be done so that the next billion-dollar business is founded and led by a black woman. All right, so we have Esosa in the building. Thank you for Hello, joining us. How Hello, how are, how are you
2: feeling? I'm good. How are you guys? This
0: is good. Doing pretty well. Doing yeah. pretty well. How are you? I love the tie. You're looking, You're looking uh, luxurious today. Oh,
2: no. <laughs> I'm looking tired. <laughs> and today... But,
0: yeah, excited to be here. Yeah, so um, thank you for joining us on, on our, our inaugural season of Chopping It Up. Uh, you know, uh, we've been building a relationship over time, and we especially wanted to have, you know, one of the ladies of Black Women Talk Tech in, so thank you for, for obliging us. Um, and then, you know, we even want to get into the company you're building, but um, we wanted, we definitely think this is a a great moment in time where we can really leverage the resources we have uh, to highlight a lot of the great things being done in our communities to promote entrepreneurship Um, and we think you ladies are at the forefront of that so um you know welcome and uh yeah like we'll get we'll get into it so uh tell us a little bit about yourself you know to the world
1: who is the SOSA (laughs) Where are you from? Like all the good, oh all my God.
2: The So my name is Associate Gajero. I'm from Brooklyn, New York. Hey,
1: I mean I'm not from Brooklyn.
2: I, <laughs> I was about like, to say I was like yes. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I, don't
1: know, I, don't know. I just had quiet on that
2: one. I don't know. <laughs> oh my gosh! I am one of seven. Oh wow! Okay. And so I come from a big African family. Nigeria, <laughs> yes, Nigeria <Thank laughs> stand up. I started out um, in banking, finance, heavy wanting to impact the world through financial services. Yeah, right. um, I but... remember those days. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that turned old quickly um, once you feel, realize who's really running the show. <laughs> um, and then, you know, I ran into my co-founder randomly on the subway and I started a business with Stranger. Yeah. And we started Cosign and I've never looked back. So I've been running my tech company for a few years now and it's been one of the most rewarding experiences. It's been very hard, it's been some challenging times, but it's still overall most rewarding.
0: You know, let's take it back a little bit. You know, growing up in an immigrant household, you know, I have the same experience. What, you know, entrepreneurship isn't necessarily always promoted. It's kind of go down one of these corporate America paths of being a lawyer, doctor, engineer, finance, whatever. You know, at what point, you know, did that change for you? And and how was, you know, that feedback from your family and that interaction from your family about? about
2: Oh, it was very, very interesting. Funny enough, both of my parents were um, business owners. Ah, okay. So they worked for themselves, they understood that whole hustle and grind. But for whatever reason, since I was doing so well at Citigroup, I was working at Citigroup for a while, for almost seven years, and they were like, so so you're going to leave this good-paying job, though?
1: <laughs> 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 to do
2: a business that you never really Like, you know, business is risky. It was encouraging when my father had me do a little exercise. He was like, okay, I know you, you think you're doing well in corporate America. You're getting promoted. You're getting raises, But I want you to do something for me. You're on the producing end of business, right? right? You're, you're um, doing something that allows the bank to make money, right? Um, so... Go ahead and calculate what your salary is against how much you've made them this year. Of course, when I did the calculation and I found that I wasn't even a rounding error, I (laughs) realized that there might be a world of opportunity out there for me Mm -hmm, to create value um, for people in exchange for money, right? A real equitable business. And so I started looking at different ideas from, like, like, even small ones, like having a bodega or yeah. having, a, like, one of those dry cleaners. Like, something that was, like, everyday. Yeah. <laughs> like, people yeah. don't need it. <laughs> I started, um, I actually got into apps with games originally. And so I had two games I created <clears throat> partnering with um, a tech developer. And I put it in the app store. It was a cool experience just to get a sense of it. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but I was like, okay. How do I make money doing this again? Like,
1: yeah. <laughs>
2: how many people I gotta have on there to do this? Like, this, is, this is a little, you know, interesting. It's fun, <laughs> but I hope everybody enjoys the numbers it. No Exactly. Yeah. So I said, okay, let me check out something else. <clears throat> and so, luckily, I just met my co founder, Johnson, and I started looking at different like conferences to get me some more exposure into technology but more so on the marketing tech side because I don't know if I was ready to fully dive in just yet. Right, right. right. Um, and then until I, we started having a conversation about it, came up with the concept for Cosign, and then I decided to, like, I was ready to quit that day.
0: Wow.
2: <laughs> um, but AJ was like, wise one. <laughs> He's like, stay at the job at least for a year, save us some money, yeah, right. Yeah no lattes (laughs) and then let's see what you know that's gonna look like
0: talk a little bit about you know cosign why of all the ideas you kind of decided to to stick with that one and what that early kind of customer validation process was like or did you guys start building right away and then try to figure it out along the way
2: it was interesting um when i decided i wanted to kind of finally get into technology and start doing the ad thing more. Um, the concept for Cosign is essentially we allow anyone to tag product information within images before sharing it to social networking sites, making it an interactive and shoppable post. And the reason why that was so important in that time was that everyone was shopping through social media, but they were using so many antiquated ways to do so. And sometimes coming up short, with figuring out what the information was in the first place. I was constantly coming against this issue, right? So I was discovering things and trying to figure out where to buy it from. I know brands want to know where where they want me to know where to get it so that I can purchase it. But there wasn't that connection point. It was too much of a crazy process for you to get the information you needed at the right time. And so I thought Cosign was a no-brainer for me, who's an avid shopper, um, and I, I love shopping online. I love like discovering things through, and, and I felt like this was a new wave of how people were going to shop in the future. Right. And so we felt like we were a little bit ahead of the curve. And I think to some degree we were, you know, we started doing small fundraising a bit with friends and family, literally almost everyone said, no, except for my sister and like an old friend, family friend yeah. from back in the day. Gave me some money, and that's how we started. Okay. Like literally, small, but something. Mu- mm-hmm. How much?
1: How much was the the, the, the pool? The, was, uh, the
2: beginning pool was twenty k. Wow, wow. And um, that's all we had to get. You get, didn't get started. A two male friends and family, huh? I know. <laughs> My little two zero, <laughs> <Really>? <laughs> you know, that's all I could do. Oh man. And it's so, it's so funny because um, I thought coming from banking. I know a ton of people with money. You right. know what I'm saying? I can get this. Mm-hmm. That was going to be the easiest thing for me, right? turns out being the hardest thing because apparently other people have ideas of what they want to do with their money besides give it to me. And <laughs> I was not happy about that. But when I had to figure out another way, um, I, we, we kind of got 75% of the way into building the product or the, the beta side of it. And we decided... Um, since we ran out of money, let's do a Kickstarter. And that was the number one thing I probably did that helped us kind of catapult into this business. We ended up raising um, 41000 in 30 days for a free app idea. Now, let's take a step minute back, you know, because with Kickstarter also... It's a place where most things that are funded are physical objects. Right, so it's right. like product-based things yeah. most most of the time. So it was kind of a, a different um, uh, space to have like an app be funded mm-hmm. and be successful. And the great thing about also Kickstarter is that because... Um, we were doing it, it's like a mass media campaign for what your project is, right? And so no matter what, you never really truly fail because not everyone knows what you're doing and they can support you in the ways they know how. So some people are like, oh, you need money? I know this investor. And so they, they sent it to an investor and we ended up raising probably after that about another like 90,000.
1: What goes into actually quantifying what it, make, what it takes to build an app, which, you know, I, in my head, I'm like, oh, you just put together some code, and then this is it. So, like voila. Yeah. So <laughs> what goes in? Like, how do you attach a dollar amount to like what it would it cost to actually build an app?
2: You know, it's so interesting. It really depends on what type of app you're building. So, um, I think we made a ton of mistakes in the beginning because <laughs> there was no one to look at. Um, so, in the beginning, we went out and we just built something, right? I would not do this again the same way <laughs> yeah. um, i 'd probably first design it, use, use no code right, and use Envision or balsamic to create the design of whatever app i 'm looking to do, so I can build in for the experience I want because when you 're building for mobile, experience is such a major part of how you're, how successful you will be i I leveraged the skill set of my co-founder, A.J. or Bearden Johnson. He had an uh, engineering degree from Dartmouth and he's done a tech company before, okay. you know, so this was his second startup and he understood what it was going to take, how to talk to the developers, what, okay. how to spec out the plan and stuff like that. Um, so it was good in that regard because he was able to kind of get a gauge of what it should cost because he's done it before. But I think one of the ways that we were able to lower costs were, was like overseas development. A lot of people started to use overseas development. We started out in India, happy India. Um, (laughs) and we, uh, built out our first prototype leveraging, Really reduced costs, right? There's no way we would have been able to do anything with 20K, 40K, 60K. (laughs) An app on both experiences with a website, and uh, we were about halfway on 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 a third product uh, with that money, right? And so we really were able to kind of get a lot of use um, with that small amount of cash um, doing it outside. But if you were to price in the US, It was quite a lot of money, no matter how simple the task is. For us, it was interesting because it was never... Because the the product we were creating didn't exist out there already, so we couldn't leverage shortcuts. Like, um, if you're doing a calculated, you know, split-the-bill app, like, there's tons of split-the-bill apps. Like, you can probably leverage um, base code to help get to and resolve, right, um, but since we were kind of solving for something that didn't exist yet, we knew the, the money would continually be something that would be iterative, that we have to help and partner with developments to help constantly go against the grain, because we um, nobody knows if it's gonna be simple uh, enough to just get done in a year or if that's gonna change really quickly and how we have to adapt because we are on different platforms and we have to build on different platforms and they are always changing, we have to change with them. So it's always gonna be a constant cost.
1: So you have this cosign, you have cosign that you run, but then you also run, you co-founded Black Women Talk Tech. With, <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm wondering what your family was thinking at that point too, now that you're trying to add on something else, but what was it, what was the process? How did that come together? And then how did you think about managing Cause i believe all the co-founders have their own companies. so how do you how did you all think about managing you know running your own companies but also running something that takes up a lot of time as well
2: so the the short answer is that we didn't think about it it was not supposed to be this <laughs> thing at all right? Right.
1: right
2: that was not it like we you know we myself regina and lauren we kept meeting each other in New York spaces. In the spaces where it's like, you got to apply to get in or some type of thing like that where it's a highly curated event. And I was like, oh, there's that black girl again. <laughs> that one other black girl again. And uh, we would see each other and like, hey, hi Ruth, yeah, you? know, yeah. what do you work on? You know, excited to see another person who looks like you. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so we were like, one day we were like, hey, we should like, Hang out or connect and like, you know, share stories because I'm sure we can definitely learn from each other in some way. And so, our very, very first meeting I think this was like 2015 or 16, it was a minute ago um, where we rented an Airbnb. I don't think a lot of people know the story. We rented an Airbnb in Connecticut and invited a bunch of like female founders to come spend a weekend and let's just exchange stories Uh, i invited my friend who's a masseuse you can get massages we can uh, go do yoga we can do a whole bunch of like fun stuff so it was like this balance of um relaxation and like mental health and okay let's try to see how we can help each other right like what are your struggles with your businesses what's going increasingly well how can we exchange your stories and support so the first one was amazing like it, it was like 10 it. girls and you know they were just like just so excited to support each other and we all was like brought food ourselves like it was like really potluck style like type of thing and so um the next year we're like hey you know i feel like this was such a good ex- experience we're like let's figure out how we can get more people to be a part of this because i definitely didn't know other black tech founders until you invited those girls and I would love to find out if there are more where they where are they like no seriously um so we decided like let's do like a conference a one-day conference because overnight is kind of really tough to kind of put on someone so when you run a a business we get it um so we're like okay let's try to do a one-day event and see if we can get people to come to this Uh, thing we're doing. So I partnered with one of my um, advisors um, at Google and said, hey, you know, we're looking for like a little classroom. (laughs) Can you give us a little classroom, please? Um, And it's like, oh, yeah, we'll be the, you know, event sponsor. Um, So we got a little space, fits 30 people, (laughs) like really small. We were like hoping we'd get, we had 10 people last year, maybe we'll get 15 maybe we can fill 30, like, that was, like, aggressive, us filling 30 seats, <laughs> like, I've been in, at the time, I was in technology, or at least discovering technology for, like, three years at the time, and I barely saw, I couldn't 30. count, <laughs> yeah. 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 one hand, how many people, you know, were black female founders, like, tech founders, so it was such a, a surprise when we, we literally threw this people together to come into the room and talk to us. Like, it's like, what's content we want to know about and who can we invite to talk about it that like is the best at it? Mm. So we ended up like circulating like this little flyer we put together, sketch like, like real, a straw man (laughs) type flyer. And people really took to it. It was weird, but they took to it. Um, We ended up getting over 300 requests to wow. attend and join, and we were like, My ain't people." Yeah. <laughs> what? We We need now. <laughs> <laughs> I was so flabbergasted. We were all flabbergasted. We didn't even know what to do. Beside ourselves. When I say, yeah. "Wow," like, how about I didn't even know any of you existed, yeah. and it was it was a really surprising. So we decided to like. Um, Put it like an application process in in place because we couldn 't change the space because it was kind of too late in the game because you know you know found our things you know didn 't get a chance to like promote as early as possible, so yeah, yeah. it was two weeks before, so everything's booked at this point, and so we're like okay let 's put an application and see you know let's have the people who are doing the best that they can and have strong metrics to be in the room so that we can start talking deep about conversations about really scaling the business up right Right. and so um that was what we ended up doing and so we heard everybody like there were a lot of people who were upset (laughs) that um didn't get to go or come and i get it because that's like 270 people that we didn't get to service. So we're like, okay, next year we'll do better. We're like, try to find a bigger space that could hold the amount of people that came at least the first year. So we did it um, the next year at uh, Microsoft. So we started creating a whole bunch of like, like we started being real definitive about who we are and what we represent and how we're going to support and deliver um, to other tech founders like us.
0: So that's interesting. So, I mean, you, got, you clearly knew there was a market there. You all knew like these women existed and, and want to hopefully keep scaling, um, you know, but, you know, let's take a step back and, and really talk about, you know, one, why, why did you ladies, the founders decide Black women talk tech. You know, you're all in New York. Why not just, you know, sisters in New York, or you know, something else? What was the focus on tech? And then, kind of the secondary, you know, leadoff question is: um, apparently, the world and the VC market doesn't seem to see it. So, why do you all think black women are primed, you know, to be in the one of the best positions to create some of the leading tech companies of the next, you know, couple decades?
2: The interesting thing about black women. In tech, is that most people don't see us, right, or believe we are out there, right? Like, so a lot of times when you think about a tech founder, it's not a black woman you think of first, right? right. It's it's more likely a older white guy who you're um, thinking about, right? Um, but even even when even to say women tech founders, you still don't think of a black woman, right? Like, so it's yeah, like mm-hmm really difficult where does it when do you start to think about us right It's because we're not truly visible so it was very important for us to pick a name that really spoke to who we're targeting and that showed that we actually are out here right black women talk tech meaning we we we, we talk it we sleep it we create it we build it we everything right so we're in the ecosystem just like any anyone else right and making sure that people see that was very important, kind of framing the name. Um, the other reason too, black women uh, are magic. Like literally we are creating businesses- Shout out to my mom. Uh, right now. <laughs> We are creating businesses more than any other group in America today. Like, literally, we make 7% of the population, but we are 14% of U.S. businesses. And so if you look at that, you can see that, you know, we're entrepreneurial, right? We are literally, we have business running through our DNA. Like, that is something that we know how to do well, and we know how to deal with a lot of with a lot of things under pressure and make something work the most creative human beings on the planet okay toot, toot. <laughs> but i think also one thing um to notice about you know black women as they're creating these businesses when you invest in a black woman it's like you're investing in her community because when did a black woman ever let you down like seriously like they're supporting the communities all over the place we're saving lives out here we're saving political campaigns we are saving it all this year you know (laughs) know? um so it is like one of those um great opportunities for people to kind of witness and see black women in leadership creating game-changing, disruptive businesses. Like literally, our mission is to identify, support, and resource the next billion-dollar um, tech founder to be a black woman. And it's not very hard to do that when you can like, actually see the numbers of, at least in US, and then globally, it just it's like just stop it. <laughs> like it gets even crazier globally, right? Exactly. You know, because i like a lot of people don't realize it's like the world, right? When you look at it, two thirds of the world is brown. Like, like you got to really think about that market. It's huge, and, and technology so technology
0: is now democratized access oh, to, ex- to business
2: building. Exactly, so, yeah. and so we we see it as an opportunity to really show people at the far, forefront of how. Um, enterprising and creative, black women have been and are continuing to be, but we need to support her. It's, it was super important for us to build a community so that we can support each other in that and share resources, right? Like, if you know somebody who's a great investor, I'm gonna introduce you to that person, right? At like, or if you need, you're looking for um, um, like discounts for like Facebook. Credit or something like I know it connects to that. I'm gonna support you in that. Like so, just even little things like that, we can help do. And I think the great thing about Black Women Talk Tech is that we really decided to focus on four main pillars. The fourth, the the fourth one I'm doing in, in, in behind. <laughs> the fourth one is funding. So access to funding and capital. So whether that's through our events, through our platform or us doing actual matching, we're going to figure out a way to help you get funding. Because again, the lack of funding for black women with $36,000 a year, right? Or the average for black women raising money for companies, is just ridiculous. Versus the 1.4 million, the average white guy raises. Like how much money you can (laughs) last more with, right? So you really want to figure out ways to kind of connect um, our founders to access the capital or investors or either the two, right? Or alternative investing opportunities. And so the other one is research, right? Um, Project Diane report was amazing in terms of um, uncovering um, the lack of financing for black founders and technology. And that like, really made it a topic of discussion, which is great. Um, and we really are really honored to have a thought leader in that way. And um, so we want to be able to continue it, uh, but really from a first uh, data point or degree um, uh, basis, because now we have a database of black women tech founders who we're right now tracking 38 data points to. And um, what we do on a quarterly basis for it to be free and for you to be in the collective, um, you have to kind of just give updates on your business and we you know, give discounts to our events as a co- uh, collective member. Um, we also give um, access to like, really steeply discounted products. What we do with like, either Microsoft or um, any of these like trinets or anything services that you need for your business anyway. We literally go to bat for these women like no, it's too expensive, make it cheaper. <laughs> like, and we offer this to the people who as long as you're a part of our community and, and it's called a collective. So that was a big part of how we're looking at data uniquely and coming from, um, from essentially the person who's being affected so that we can uncover what's truly the challenges and what we're, what we're really good at or what's happening, right? Um, and track them over time, right? And so that's a big part for us. Then the second one is promotion. Like I said, if out of sight, out of mind. If there's no, if you can't name five black female founders,
0: We're literally <laughs> just having this conversation it's, it's, it's a
2: problem, yeah, right? Yeah. Like five? You can do that for any, you know. Right. And so you have to be able to do that in order to support how, 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 how are you being able to lift the profiles of black women tech founders? And so that's one of the big things we focus on, whether it's like highlighting folks through our newsletter, pushing people to get in front of for speaking engagements, getting them press and um, PR, getting them in front of um, opportunities to get on television. Like we've done that all, you know, and um, really trying to really push this whole idea of a tech leader being a black woman, yeah. like that is the main thing because if you, if I can get you to believe that, I can get you to invest in her, I can get you to buy from her, I can get you to invest in that community by, by investing in her, in buying her product, right? Because she's gonna hire diverse, she's gonna su- support the communities that she lives in, right, because women do that, you know? And so that was a big part of making sure we have representative, and then lastly is education. So we do this, of course, through our conference. We have phenomenal conference. Thank you. Um, we plan to win this. Like technology is here to support and make it easier and create efficiencies in the market. And there are a lot of opportunities that you can only frame. As a black woman, right? Like, or as a black man, or as a Latino woman, or a Latino man, right? So, why not invest in those ideas and reap the benefits, right? And so, we're hoping that we can do that.
0: Um, so, you know, you brought up acknowledgement and promotion. Um, and, you know, we talk about it a lot. And, you know, there's been a lot of talk in the tech industry the past, I guess you could say, year and a half. Uh, due to some incidents that have happened but highlighting female entrepreneurs female venture capitalists and this push of you know the future is female and really highlighting these entrepreneurs um you know as a black woman you know and, and connecting with other black women founders do you all feel as though you're really included kind of in that push for female founders um and what's you know what's your feeling as to this movement and its inclusion of black women
2: So it's interesting uh, because I feel as though when they do talk about the future as female, they are trying to be inclusive. Trying to be inclusive. Um, But do I considerably feel that um, a ton of VC effort has been to and promote black women or at least take a meeting? I don't know, right? Like, I don't know if the efforts are underlyingly there yet, uh, but I, I do think it is a part of the conversation now, though, at least, right? I, I've been to conferences now where they're they're point blank asking, like, hey, there's a report, uh, Project A.M. that says there's only been 14 women who <laughs> raised over a million dollars have you actually invested in the black woman? Like, literally, in conferences and wide open spaces. And I was like, wow, I did, that was not the conversation a few years ago. You know what I'm saying? Like, that is great just to hear so that, like, they can be taken aback and say, you know, I have not but I, I should, you know? Or, I have it because I haven't seen any. And, or whatever it is. Or I haven't been targeted. Yeah, yeah or something like that, right? But, at least if you have the conversation enough, you'll start to see some action. But if you don't have the conversation enough, I don't think um, ash, action is, is plausible or, or real.
1: So with the with Black Women Talk Tech, I mean, you guys have put on, clearly there's a demand for events and they just keep getting better and better. What, I mean, it was fun. We had a ball. Yeah, we it had a That was, uh, it was great super, food, by the way. We <laughs> had a food. <laughs> was lit. Um, what is the plan, like, what's the plan as a collective, not the collective, but the you, you three in terms of trying to scale Black Women Talk Tech, because these, I mean, the, the thing I think I love about it the most is that you all are living it. It's not like we were advocating for, like, you're not Asian women or Latina, do, Latina women doing Black Women Talk Tech. You are living it every day, and so it not only affects, it not only affects the people you are helping, but also affects you, too. Uh um what is the plan in terms of going forward and and how do you how do you reconcile that with like what you all also want to do individually as entrepreneurs
2: yeah so i would say that's a work in progress (laughs) it's definitely a balancing act i think one of the interesting things is you you we're used to juggling a lot right as founders you're just you're doing it all anyway right and you're 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 used to dealing, um, but I think what uh, we're really understanding of recent is that we gotta figure out how to delegate uh, some of these tasks or partner, so that we can have a better organization for the founders, and that's what it's about for the founders and for us, right? Like this, we are right. the founders. Like we want it to be just as good, so that everyone benefits the same. And so I think one of the ways we we're doing that is like partnering with community groups that are similar or in the same space and doing either partner uh, content pieces with them or even um, creating ways of how we provide access to each other and um, opportunities for founders, right? Or even just figuring out unique ways to set us up for success. And so we have some really cool things, like really cool things coming up um, and we're excited (laughs) we're gonna have to wait and see but it's like it's great because we probably couldn't have done this all without our sponsors (laughs) the sponsors have made this like has made us really like great because now we're able to like push past what we ever thought we could do. Well, you made them see. Yeah. Um, see us as important. And you know, there's actually a ton of people wanting to get in front of Black Women Tech Founders, right? And now we're finally have a space for them <laughs> to get in front of them, right? Cause it's really, it's a hard resource. You getting in front of a CEO of a company, excuse you? like. That's something that is of value, and yeah, no, showing absolutely. that value is is also amazing.
0: So my last question is just, um, you know, I know you you, know, you all are doing a lot, and, and you've kind of taken that solutions and, like, victor mindset, but being the life that you live as black women and just as a minority in this country, those pressures can a lot of times, you know, lead you to have a negative mindset or approach life in that type of way. What advice would you give, you know, any black woman right now that, either is a new founder or looking to be a founder and feels as though like all the cards are stacked against her you know what you know what perspective do you want her to have
2: okay well i i would say to her to keep the hope alive because you know there are always gonna be things happening even if it wasn't um racially charged or um something happening personally with your family or with you you just got to kind of try to live above the fray right and and just try to figure out things that you can control and then everything else you just can't you just manage right um and I think though that was like the best advice that I was ever given (laughs) like because there is a lot to manage um personally or you know, career-wise or with running a business. I think that's one of the biggest things. Um, And try to support things that are are important to you, too. Because I think, you know, that's a big part of being human. Like, if you uh, feel very closely related to something that's happening today, make it a part of your, like, you create the ship you want, right? So you can make it a part of your, your everyday. It's like, hey, today we're about to do this service activity because, I feel that as an organization this is what we believe in and do what you think is possible right and and go ahead and go for it um I think also there's a lot it's a lot easier now to run a business than it was when I started so you Have every opportunity to go ahead and do it. I mean, all your other sisters are doing it. You might as well do it too. No excuses, (laughs) ladies. Exactly. (laughs) If you got four, we only seven percent of the population. We got fourteen percent of all the businesses. Okay, let's push this. Let's. You got it, and you so go ahead and let the world see it, so that you can be a testimony for others that are coming after you. Because it's so important to create that legacy. Like I'm so big on legacy building. Like ahead and do that, so that we can see what can become. Right? Like, like you don't know how much you're affecting others just by being visible. The NAACP reached out. Like, there's so many different people that reach out, and they're they're like, I didn't know anyone. I always feel like I'm in a closet anyway. No one sees what I'm doing. But like people, are you know, like people are always watching, and they really want to be inspired because you don't know how you're going to pick them up that day when you give them a set of advice or um, support others. And, you know, once you create something of value for people and they're thanking you, like, profusely for creating this thing, they don't even know what to do with themselves, that's now, that's something you created, right? That's something you can, like, hold on to and really, like, share with the world. And so it's there's no feeling like it. So I, I would chase after it build something of value and allow people to really appreciate you
1: well we really appreciate you coming through and sharing your journey um, Absolutely. I think what black women talk tech I mean for Yvonne and I one of the missions and kind of the things we were thinking about when we were first starting New wage capital was how much we wanted to invest in black women and how nobody else was really doing it so we were just trying to be the first ones to the gold mine. Um, But. I think even more so being able to attend your events being able to see the amount of fellowship and the amount of like camaraderie that you really don't get at other tech events is something that was inspiring to us and so what y'all are doing is is amazing y'all knocking down walls <laughs> absolutely you know opening nope. up op- opening up pocketbooks and ripping the money out <laughs> building
0: castles of money piles you
1: You guys (laughs) I I mean you ladies are absolutely killing it and I think that uh, you know hopefully when people watch this they they get more involved and I'm positive next year's event going to, yeah. we're going to need to flood the city. Oh,
2: my God. And I,
0: I can
1: just imagine 2020. in 2025,
0: you know, this, it, it, we're happy to have this little tidbit that, you know, you showing, you showing us um, little people's I little know, love. <laughs> you know, so when you guys are out here lit doing global events, you yeah, know, um, it, it'll really show like, no, this has been, you know, years in the making. Um, and then the last thing, too, is just from our part, you know, uh, and we had spoken about it briefly, but... We, we've taken it upon ourselves to make sure we get more men at these events, right because you know there should have been more men, right Like we enjoyed it, we saw the quality of it, um, and there just should have been more support for men, black men, white men, whoever, just more men. And I think you know once again, the more men or the more people in general we get seeing these women um, and the potential in these women, uh, and, and the more of us we actually get there to actually interact with them. Uh, you know, I think it's just going to continue to take it to another level. So you can hold us accountable to that, but um, okay. we're going to try our best too, to 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 bring as many men as possible to 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 really start leveraging, you know, uh, our privilege as men.
2: Oh, I appreciate that. that we all, Everybody needs to be a part of the movement. So oh, <laughs> right. definitely right. appreciate the time and you giving us a platform to talk about Black Women Talk Tech and what we're doing, what we're building. So thank you so much as well. Oh, it.
0: Thank, thank you. you. hey Oh,
2: we uh, this is so cool, guys. Ooh. You guys got little cardsies. What, 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 what yeah, was that, I what, love
1: it. You yeah. think this was a game? I le- um, well, uh, I think. Uh, sorry, let me let me get my thoughts together. Um,
0: Today we're talking to. East-
1: oh. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Thanks for kicking it with us this episode. To learn more about New Age Capital, check us out at newage.bc. Also, make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel for more dope content. Bless up.